Welcome back to another episode of Movie Madness. I'm your host, Henry Thompson, and joining me today is me, Hermano, Wayne Thompson. Wayne, I want you to say for me, that's to stop the bleeding and hopefully the talking. That's to stop the bleeding and hopefully the talking. Beautiful. Also joining us is our old pal, Chris Reed, actor extraordinaire. Chris, I want you to say for me, escape now. Hug later. Escape now. Hug later. (laughs) excellent now both of these are quotes from escape related movies that was actually an escape part of one of the star wars movies the previous line was from lockout which i'm going to talk about on this episode and i know wayne will have some stories about that episode love that movie yeah um we were all like you like everyone in the world we were held back by the covid pandemic we've been held back by restrictions and various other things and now as we start to get a little bit of freedom again we can go back to the movie theaters and all that sort of shit the word on my mind becomes escape go back to the flicks to escape the harsh realities of this goddamn world and then i see there's very few good movies in the theater and i go okay escape back into classics so i thought escape was a pretty good theme um and i said let's do prison stuff but then when you start talking about prison things you start thinking about the more esoteric escape films where people are just getting away from something. So now it's just a fucking grab bag, ladies and gentlemen. We're just talking about all kind of shit. So just prepare your buttholes. <laughs> but yeah, to begin to, to bring it up there, uh, Lockout, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is a Luke Besson movie with uh, Guy Pierce and Maggie Grace from, I don't know, like 2012 or 2019 or something. I don't know, like 10 years ago, whatever it was. 2009, I meant. And that movie is about Guy Pierce having to get sent to a prison colony or something of that nature in a near, you know, in in space to free, like, the president's daughter or something uh, from, like, something happening. Long story short, it is basically Escape from New York in space. That's exactly what it is. Hence, did he get sued? Yes, so much so that John Carpenter <laughs> sued it successfully in court as a complete ripoff of his movie Escape from New York. Which in all fairness, it was. It is 100% a total yeah. knockoff, but it's a really fucking fun knockoff. Uh, so ah, it's kind of... Her film. Yeah, film. it's sad to see it get, you know, <laughs> taken out, taken down a peg by a lawsuit because I thought it could have easily been a franchise. Yeah. What they should have done is just asked his permission. Yo, can we call this guy Snake and, and then we'll just do it. Well, that should have been, it, shouldn't it? it should have been the third installment, really. Yeah, Escape from Space. Uh, I mean, I, I think you should have thought of a better title, but even or Escape from Earth. There you go. Well, no, the, all you had to do was name the, what was the name of the prison one? Escape from that prison, whatever it's called. Boom, there's your film. Yeah. Exactly. And that's all it would have took. And yet instead they decided to basically just rip it off. And well, that's history. But, you know, I still thought it was a really good, fun movie. And uh, the whole I think everyone likes prison escape movies, even though everyone likes fun. people to be in prison, I guess. Even if, even if it's the bad people who's escaping, <laughs> there's something fun about these kind of films. 
Well, that's the thing, though. How many movies can you think of where bad guys are the ones that actually get away? Because it's normally people that are held against their will or people that are innocent secretly or whatever. I mean, I think one of the big exceptions is um, in Shawshank Redemption, it is very, I don't think it's ever admitted, but it's very heavily hinted that he totally did kill his wife. He wasn't there by incident. And even people just overlook that and go, well, he was innocent anyway, wasn't he? I don't think well, he was, it, man. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like the um, Alien Three for them when, um, oh, what do you call him? Going to actually Charles Dance. Charles yes. Dance. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't exactly see it that he did what he did, but he kind of blamed himself on it. Yeah. Well, because he, he, he says, given... he says uh, yeah. Go on, he, Chris. He you probably he, know the quote he, better than me. Well, he, yeah. I can't remember the quote, but he said he'd done it, and that was why he was in there. And when they came from the released, he stayed. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have to stay longer than what he did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he was institutionalized and they needed more than regular world and all that sort of thing. That's where he goes. Yeah. You know, I know that that's a very derided movie in many ways, but I think there were so many good ideas in Alien 3. It it was nearly a phenomenal movie. I think if the studio hadn't meddled, it would have been an amazing movie. The thing as well is it was it was on the tail courts of two fantastic films. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I loved it. Had a, it had a lot to live up to. I, I thought it was a really, really good film. I thought it was underrated. See, I was very much of the nature. I, I saw it as a kid. I saw. I think when I saw it in theaters, I was probably about uh, 10. But I was a big Aliens fan by that point because I'd grown up with it. And I loved Hicks. Hicks was like my ideal father figure. So him dying in the intro in the theater. Yeah, you know, that when was a I bit saw that in the theater, him dying in the intro credits, I like lost my shit. I was like crying and stuff. And everyone's like, who brings a kid to a movie like Alien 3? God. Apparently in the theater, everyone can hear you cry when you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think that what made it so good was it wasn't like Alien 1. It wasn't like Aliens. It was unique. And Aliens to Alien are two whole different movies. Alien 3 to Aliens is a whole different movie. Alien Resurrection is just kind of a hodgepodge of Alien and Aliens. With, uh, oh, they, they go underwater at one stage. Wow. Oh, they're cloning them now. Well, that was hinted at in the third fucking movie anyway. So it's just a hodgepodge of the previous hits. I like originality. I miss going into a movie and seeing something unexpected. I'm a little, I'm curious what you guys think. What do you think about the originality of the new Predator, Disney's Predator? Have you heard about the story? Is this the one that's set like uh, it's like a, like a pirate or something? It's it's like a long time ago. It's the first ever Predator coming to Earth to yeah, hunt, and it's I against just, the Aztecs, apocalyptico style. I'm not sure what to make of it. I'll be honest. I don't know. Well, for me, I like the concept that they're doing something different, so that'll automatically win me over to watch it. But I don't like the things I hear about it, such as, you know, this girl is the only one in the tribe that gets disrespected because she's a girl. She thinks she can fight, but she's the only one that can really take down a predator. And it's like, if you do that organically, Mm. like Ripley, that'll be amazing. But if you set it up really early in a Mulan-esque way where it's just all about women's rights and this woman is basically a, a, a voice for all women of that tribe and not an individual who happens to be stronger, that'll piss me off because I don't need to go watch a movie to talk about politics. I need to go watch a movie to escape from the world of fucking gender politics and identity politics and everything else. Especially when it's a goddamn predator. 
You know what I mean? I want to see the Predator kill a bunch of people and rip their mm-hmm. fucking spinal columns out and maybe get taken down. But if he could win, that'd be pretty fucking cool too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm with you on on the premise for it that it's it's, it's going a different direction because it's yes. it's setting it. Fair enough. It's a simple premise. It's going earlier rather than a follow on. Mm. Well, you know pre- that's effect- the- effectively prequel rather than following on. But it's. But do you not think that's now sadly going to give you a new regime if they're going to do one every kind of twenty year now? They could do, but really, what they ha- that's what they've been doing with the current ones. If you look at the way they ran it currently, you've gone Predator, okay, Predator. You know, they've just all they've done is moved, is moved the environment. They haven't yeah, really. Yeah, but in all fairness, Predator, Predator One was supposed to be just modern time. It was just happened. It was mid in the eighties. Predator Two yeah. was again just modern time. The, what I mean is, well, wasn't the, it like nineteen ninety four when L A was an apocalyptic wasteland of crime because they no. thought that's what it like it was going to be two years. No, down no, the line. That's that's what what Predator was, Two. What, Predator Two was just a drugs war, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was just a drugs, yeah, drugs war. Exactly. Yeah. It was just, oh, was sorry. Yeah, I just mean it's all. Yeah, don't be I I, sorry. I don't mean it was literally like Mad Max. I just mean it was like there is literally uh, hundreds of people shooting each other in the streets over this drug war. Like well, the, it was like Mexico. It's like a Robocop. It's effectively like yes. is it Detroit City and Robocop? But it's, it's near it's future, that, not current it? day, isn't it? But yeah. what I was trying to say was, yes, they were modern time. However, because they've now gone about the Aztec, what's what's the stop now? Said, well, let's do one during World War One. Let's do one during the Queen Victorian times. Let's do one during this. T-. You know, they're going to just. You hit them all out like this now and that. Just that sounds amazing. Nah, it sounds one, shit. One during set during World War One, I, I actually would quite. World I would be like, all over that. The World War the same that. The World War One, yes, I get. But do you really want to go back to Victorian times and then back to whatever yeah. times and then back to well, some of those times and then back? No, because you're just regurgitating the same shit. The World War One, yes, I get. Would be an interesting take on it. But you don't want to keep just going back for the sake of going back and doing fucking regurgitation. You see, where, I like. But where I'm else should they go with it? That's the I'm, thing. Because the last one was dreadful. I like where Wayne said that because if you think about World War One or World War Two or even Vietnam, Vietnam would be perfect. Vietnam would be really Vietnam good. would be amazing. Because when you think about the concept of the predator, he only comes on the hottest years. Exactly. He comes to hunt. He comes for people and that are basically in, killing you. He won't only attack you if you've got a weapon. That's right. And being that the American soldiers at some point, it's not every American soldier, of course, but there was lots of war crimes committed in Vietnam from both sides, effectively. Um, having him come in and then them having to, the enemies having to basically corral together to survive would be such an amazing thing if he did it, you know, platoon-esque or Hamburger Hill you style. See, Whereas, and I, hold on a sec, hold on a sec, but it still ties into the original movie's kind of aesthetic. It still ties into the original movie's kind of feeling and just adds a little, a little political slant, but only so far in as, you know, God, who would believe them if they survived that? Who would believe them when they come back and talk about it? They would just be like, yeah, that's them gooks, right? They're, they're crazy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a Vietnamese person, man. It was a. It was a monster. Yeah, they, that's what the Vietnamese are like. No, dude, it was a fucking. Mo- yeah, you're crazy. You got Agent Orange. Go away. Fuck off. No one would believe it. So it's a perfect time to set a Predator movie. Whereas, like, I like the concept of in Aztec times, they don't have modern technology. They've got bows uh-huh. and arrows or slings and shit. I like that concept that it's going to be basically David and Goliath. Uh-huh. But, but. At the same time, I can only get so invested in a culture that I would never have ever been involved with. 
He's this is my the, problem with period pictures in general. I'll never be in Victorian times, so I'm automatically a little bit like meh about them. Now, this this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous because it'll never, ever happen. But for me, the perfect Predator film would be something like Predator against the... Do you know Guardians of the Galaxy when they're doing the send-off to Michael Rooker and you've got all the pirates and everything around them? Mm. Yeah. Imagine the Predator against the pirates and everything. Now, that would be an interesting concept. So Predator because, versus Space Rangers. Yes. Yes. Well, weren't they leading toward that with Predators, the one that um, Robert Rodriguez did? I think they were trying to, but they just lost it. Lost its way, sadly. Because um, here's one for you, Chris uh, and Wayne. I think you already know, but I'm not sure about Chris. Do you know what the original se- planned sequel for that was, if it had been a success? For which? For Predators. For Predators. Um, no. Well, for a little bit of backstory, remembrance, and also for the audience, Predators is basically where Adrian Brody and a couple of other people wake up on a planet. They think it's Earth at first because they're just basically parachuting in. But they learn throughout the story that they're actually on a predator hunting world and people are dropped in from all over the universe to fight. But of course, this is just nothing but humans because don't, do you don't think the bar picked, too high. Do you think they've picked the best of whichever tribe they're in kind of thing? Yeah. So you got one um, guy who's like a super Yakuza, one guy who's an assassin, one guy who's from the military, one guy who's a doctor serial killer, one guy who's a prisoner and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they fight to the death and eventually they kill all the predators that are on the island, uh, on the planet currently. And Adrian Brody is looking at spaceships landing like I'm going to get me on one of them fucking spaceships. And he goes running off into the woods and it's like, ooh, what's coming next? And then there was no sequel. Well, the planned sequel was the first ship that lands is USMC Marine Corps from Aliens. And they're actually, the, the stories are actually set wildly in the future, which he doesn't realize because he was cryogenically frozen. And so he gets on the ship and they head to Earth when they find out that Earth has actually been, uh, a ship has landed on Earth and unleashed xenomorphs all over it. And it was going to be a lead into an AVP3. Can I be honest? I was just going to say to you though before, I'd rather see it where it was a predator versus the Marines. Like aliens, but essentially predators versus. But is that not because, the same as? Is that not it's a the same universe, as, isn't it? I was just going to say, well, would that not be the same as doing space rangers for that matter? Because yeah, you don't you don't want to incorporate the aliens in the predator franchise too much because it's getting done to death, isn't it? Any anyhow, and it's not really worked. Well, mm-hmm. it didn't work on that. I mean, the first one I actually quite enjoyed. I didn't the mind the first one. one. I know everyone is slated. It. And if it had been R rated, they could have done it better. It was a little too we we watered down. Which one? The was first my, one. The first one. That was my yes. biggest problem. Which I thought was, the was concept. Down. I thought the concept and everything was actually really good. I really did actually. The concept was good. Second one was just like, what the fuck have you uh, done? We couldn't even you see anything. I mean? It was too dark the whole thing. But if you were going to do a Predators versus Colonial Marines, that I would watch. The mm. problem I have with the idea of setting the Predator in like Vietnam, it's just, it's too much like the first one. It becomes, if you were going to twist that slightly and say, okay, so you're going to set it in Vietnam, however. When you mentioned their like sort of war crimes and things, if you want to put a slightly different slant in it, that I would then go, Fuck, I'll actually watch that. Make it so effectively the predator becomes kind of like in Alien vs. Predator, the, the predator becomes the good guy. So you've got yeah, the Vietnamese mm. committing crimes or the Americans committing crimes, and effectively whoever whoever is you're going to set as the bad guy, the predator becomes almost not that it becomes the good guy because it's still a killer, but you've got you almost start rooting for the predator to win. Right. I'm just going to say, I I think, and I think you're more or less spot on for the average viewer or people's impression of the average viewer, because 
if you look at movie making, one of the things that I hate about like the almost you'd call it the Hollywood rules of filmmaking, but in reality, it's just everyone follows this guideline, which is you can't let the bad guy win. And that's why it's so lovely and rare when a bad guy does win or had, or manages to rega- regain your like, um, you know, your respect in a movie and you like mm. them, even though, you know, they're bad. Like, I always laugh at Con Air when everyone kind of cheers well, that's, funny, that's right? Steve Buscemi it, survives when he's literally a yeah, child killer. It, it's funny because before, <laughs> right at the beginning, when you say there's not many films where the bad guys escape, that's one film where they all did escape to start with. Yes. <laughs> but but here's the kicker of all the people that actually get away, get away. He's the only one. Yes. And, and he's, he's, the, he's the, the worst the, of them. He's practically. the worst of them all nearly. Yeah. But he had, well, he, he had like that charisma to him where yeah. everyone was like, well, he didn't kill that little girl. So maybe he's reformed. Whatever. Dude, there, sure. think he's done it, isn't there? Yeah. You even think he's done it up to a certain point. Exactly. And, and yet, and yet you're thrilled away. that he's still alive. Anyway, the problem I have with the aliens of predator franchise and things like that is people have exactly what you said. They've turned the Predator into effectively the hero because there's always a good Predator. There was a good Predator that versus the other Predators in Predators. There was a good Predator that helped them in the remake Predator, which was the the reboot Predator, which was terrible. The Shane Black one Mm. that was diabolical. They had a good versus bad Predator moment in that as well. Um, Inadvertently, because the Predator has a face, he's always going to become the hero against the aliens, which are faceless. It's like the Fast and Furious series. You had Hobbs and Shaw and all those guys were all bad guys. So when they had their spinoff movie, they all become effectively good guys. And now they're all pals. Everyone's like a fucking, there's nothing but heroes now. But they were all bad guys in the first movies. And slowly they've been redeemed because, well, you can't have people rooting for bad guys. Mm. But bad guys are the lifeblood of a good movie. Die Hard is shit if Hans Gruber isn't awesomely badass. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? The reason Predator's so good, and I'm just going to say real quick, the Predator in the original has morals. He won't shoot someone no. without a weapon because that is unsportsmanlike. It's not a hunt, exactly. It's not a hunt. That's as far as he needs to be is redeemable in my eyes. <laughs> you don't want to what then make him have the, fucking um, empathy for the victims. What if he took it next level then? Because obviously in the last one, which I agree was just shocking, the Predator was just uh, dreadful. But it's what if he, they already set it up as though there was effectively a war between them, which they started even doing in Predators when yeah. they had that one tied to the, um, you know, the bigger ones of the smaller ones tied. Yeah, to he the, like cuts his head off or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What if they took that to the next stage? So rather than saying right, you could involve the humans or whatever it is, that doesn't really matter. But exploring that aspect of the story more, so looking at more the backstory of the Predators in terms of you know, how this sort of almost civil war aspect is sort of going on between them. You see, I don't like the idea of the predators fight. I don't like that idea because there's such a hierarchical society of hunter killers. If you look at predator two's ending where, because, because, um, Danny Glover was able to survive and beat the Predator. They honored him by giving him like Billy the Kid's gun or something or whoever, right. whichever yeah. classic gun it was. Yeah, That was his trophy the way that the Predator would have originally captured a skull as a trophy. Um, I thought that was such a cool concept. And I'm like, how has that never been explored that these guys are honorable? They're not good guys. They're clearly bad, but they're honorable. And they just want the coolest hunt. How do you fuck that up? That's a great concept. <laughs> Predators fucked that up so bad by having the Predators warring with each other instead of just monitoring 
and like you know seeing which humans could last the longest or something. No, one of them felt empathy for some fucking reason. Why? How often does that happen I mean, in that's game why reserve? I kinda like, but that's why I kind of like EVP because again, it was the ultimate hunt against. The, they'd found this new mm. race, what they think was going to be the ultimate hunt, but the only way they could release this race was by using humans. And I quite like that to a degree. Anyhow. Uh, Anyhow, is, this is vastly becoming the <laughs> alien show yet again. <laughs> predator, yeah, yeah. So I think we need to start talking other prison films. <laughs> yeah, and yet all I wanted to know was what you guys think yeah. of the sound of the new predator. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to work your big brain, yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting here like, God, I really want to see the Vietnam predator movie. Yeah, sorry, I do apologize. Um, but yeah, so anyhow. This, this, for me, there's a lot of unsung films as well. Um, I agree with that. In the prison breaks or the escape prisons, which people tend to either don't know about or forgot. And I know we briefly touched base with one of those before we came on air. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to talk about that one just yet. I'm going to go Ooh. to another one, which is just as good uh-huh. as that, which I don't even know if Chris knows about this. Wedlock, mm-hmm. a.k.a. for Hank and the rest of the Americans, Deadlock, which I like Deadlock more as a title. And that is a phenomenal fucking movie, by the way. Um, I'm just going to say real quick. All right. When I was a kid and I've talked about this on previous episodes, I got most of my movies, not so much from video rentals, even like older movies and obviously modern movies. I got from video rentals. I saw a lot of the classic lesser known gems because HBO had to fill their content with just shit that was cheap. So I saw the old, you know, uh, fucking Dark Moon Entertainment films, and I saw things like, you know, the Full Eclipse and movies like, you know, uh, Screamers and Trancers and shit that was like it was it existed, but it's not going to be big. It wasn't blockbuster stuff, and it gave me a real love of those kind of movies. And this was one of those movies, much like um, Blind Fury. And what's the one where he's going between worlds? Rutger Howard's going between worlds. Uh, it's it? yes, cross, oh, cross, cross, cross worlds. Cross, cross, cross worlds. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Cross worlds. It was, it blind was Fury. Cross worlds. Yeah, cross worlds. Blind Fury <laughs> and this movie, uh, Deadlock, played all the time on HBO, and I fucking loved them. I thought it was such an amazing concept well, I'm, that I'm I can't believe I see really so infrequently. Bubble here, by the way. But it's actually, according to IMDb, it is actually Wedlock, not Deadlock. Ah, Wedlock, then whatever. I never knew the title <laughs> off memory until <laughs> I met Wayne in the first place. I'll be honest. I just used to watch it on a, on a VHS I'd recorded from HBO. And he told me the title. I hadn't seen it for years when I came to England. Because um, you you didn't know they'd done a second one as well, did you? No, and I've still never seen the second one. It was exactly the same as the first one. <laughs> But for those who don't know about this amazing movie, it's there's a prison colony with no walls, no borders. And uh, funnily enough, another one of my favorite of the sci fi prison movies is Fortress, which has a similar concept. It which is. Well, that's one that we were talking about, and I didn't want to mention just mm-hmm. yet because. Oh, I thought you were not talking about the other one. Anyway, we'll bring those up later. So in Wedlock, yeah, yeah, exactly. they all wear these collars, and you're randomly assigned to another person. So everyone has to stay close. Close together because if anyone gets more than a hundred, is it a hundred feet or it's 100 about hundred feet? Yeah, neither no, hundred. I think it's a hundred feet. It's yeah, yeah. Once they get a hundred feet from each other, their collar starts to beep, and if you get too far from that person, 
your heads explode, both of you. Boom, boom. So each person's relying on someone else to keep them alive by never making a fucking run for it. And there's a great scene at the beginning to set this up where one guy goes ape shit and goes for a run for it. He starts beeping. Randomly, another guy in the crowd starts beeping and goes, oh, no, it's me. And he's asking the guy to come back. And he said, help me, help me, help me. And they both die for it. So the movie follows Rutger Hauer and do you remember the woman? John, John. Oh, no, no. It was John Chan was the bad one. Um, oh, come on, come on, come on. <sighs> It'll come to us, trust me. Mimi Rogers, Mimi Rogers, Mimi Rogers, Mimi Rogers. Rogers. That's the right, one. Right, yeah. I knew it was someone of that Moore And John's Chen were the baddies. Right. And they're on the run. They find out for whatever reason that they're to, they're linked. So they go on the run and they're trying to spend the whole movie trying to like uh, get the collars off. But what was so great about this movie was they just kept finding stupid ways constantly to keep them getting briefly separated. Yeah. So you'd have that it constant was, suspense. Was, like one's in an elevator. So the other one has to go running downstairs really fast to catch up and shit. Little moments one, like one that. One gets kicked out of the car and has to chase the, the car. <laughs> fucking yeah. that movie's so awesome. Honestly, if you have not seen wedlock, ladies and gentlemen, hunt it out wherever the fuck you can. To watch it, it is a it is a classic. It's Rutger Hauer with his best. It's 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 up there with the the Blind Furies and stuff like that. It really is. Oh no, it's amazing. I'm just looking here. I don't see anywhere it's streaming. Yeah, it's not streaming nowhere. It looks like, but you can it's, probably rent it on like Amazon Prime or something. It did come on Amazon Prime for a while, but I'm guessing it's not now. Yeah, which is a shame. God, what a fucking amazing movie. Also, don't go Googling it, because if you Google Wedlock for some reason, it, it loads the information for the film Flight from 2012. I've just done this. There's what? It shows you Wedlock, 1991 film, and then there's a link to follow it on. And when you go to the link, it loads the film Flight from 2012 with Denzel Washington. Uh... So I don't know who the fuck is going to get fired from uh, Google for that one. But yeah, <laughs> you fucked up, bud. No worries. Just a bit. <laughs> it's not even a, not even a similar movie at it's all. Remotely nowhere near. Yeah. Like seriously, I should show you the video of this. I'm clicking it, and it's like Rutger Hauer, Mimi Rogers, Jay Remar, uh, Joan Chen, Stephen Tobolowski. Here's a link to the film. Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. But yeah, wait. Bring up that other movie because. I, don't get me wrong. I, again, like I say, most of these movies, and especially movies like Fortress, they are the 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 characters are innocent who you want to escape, and that is normally the case in these kind of movies. But I liked in I'm going to bring up the other one in the movie No Escape. They were all they were all criminals. Oh, you bastard! I know yes, that was okay. the one. That was the one. He got it. Go on, talk about it then. Come no, on. No, I haven't, haven't brought hardly anything. I was just going to say they were all bad guys. Yeah, the, I mean, the beginning of that just was amazing. I mean, the, the hero who you're rooting for throughout the whole film, at the beginning of the film, literally, he's walking along with the rest of the soldiers and he just literally stands out line and shoots his corporal. And mm-hmm. it's like, then you're rooting for him throughout the rest of the film. I mean, talk about rooting for a bad guy. Oh, yeah. But there is a good reason why you move from, obviously, and it, 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 it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's basically, so what happens is, from there, he's sent to a prison, which is basically an island, and it's where you don't, and you're just left to fight for life, basically. Um, who's the bad guy in it? Stuart, Stuart Wilson. Stuart Wilson, thank you. 
He, that is probably his best ever role yet. Oh, he was phenomenal. He, he was pure was. toe cutter from Mad Max in it. I mean, he was a good bad guy in Little Man, sorry, don't get me wrong, but yeah. he just stole the show in No Escape. Um, and it's just the comic responses from him and everything else. It's just so funny, but... <laughs> just to say real quick I'm looking up No Escape here which is not to be confused with apparently they made a movie in 2020 called No Escape which is about escape rooms um, the original No Escape from 1994 it takes place get ready we're about to hit the anniversary in the year 2022 society has created the ultimate solution for its most ruthless criminals Absalom and then here again Google you fucked up Absalom uh, Remoe 8 R-E-M-A-O-T-T-E, Jungle Island, where prisoners are abandoned and left to die. Is someone drunk at Google? What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I loved about No Escape so much was it had all these hardened criminals. They're all bastards. There's no there's no one that's 100% redeemable, but they built the characters to make the characters feel redeemable by having ones that weren't as much of a completely badass as everyone else. Like, I'm sure it was Kevin Dillon you can't help but feel worried and sorry for him throughout the movie. And obviously Ray Liotta tries to, tries to help him throughout. Yeah. It. Yeah. It is Kevin. Dillon. And, that, yeah. and he's not a very good guy. Kevin, very young Kevin Dillon as well. Very young Kevin Dillon. Yeah. He's not a good guy. He's ah. just a guy who's not as sensitive as ever. He's, he's more sensitive than everyone else. And he's a good character for it. But who's the, who's the main hero of that little village? Isn't that um, Lance Hendrickson? Lance Hendrickson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The master himself. God, I love Lance Hendrickson. He has done some like oh, he's done some amazing films, really. Oh yeah. I recently tried to get Danielle to watch um, Near Dark. She couldn't get into it. She found it really boring. She didn't like it. It's a slow film to start with, but once it starts, it just goes gets like more. Well, once in- they get to like the hotel room, Jesus, yeah. oh, it God, really picks yeah. up. Yeah, but I love that film. Absolutely love that film. It's so amazing to me. You love it so much when it's a, it's a really, really, it's a romance. It's nothing more than a romance. It's a love story. Yeah, but come on, when you've got the other vampires, who gives yeah, a shit amazing. about the romance? Well, something like the casting, it's just the winner, really, isn't it? Oh, it's so. an amazing cast. Well, what, so, what, what can you say about it? It's finger licking good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I always, I never, I uh, keep thinking of this movie all the time, even if I don't care about it near dark, just because it's on Wayne's ringtone. Every time he gets a text message, <laughs> there's a line from Bill Paxton comes on and it just reminds me of the movie every fucking day. And I almost feel like I should watch it again. They go, no, nope, calm down. You watched it like last week. Stop it. <laughs> but he just keeps it fresh in my mind all the time when he gets a message. <laughs> and what is that line, Wayne? I ain't going to say a thing. Aww. <laughs> That's what happens when you work with actors. They don't want to do lines from other actors. It's it's insensitive somehow. I, I always do. The um, Bill Paxton lines, come on. I know. You know that. Now, I, Stop I'm your sure... grinning and drop your linen. That's one of my, that's my favorite. <laughs> I know that by now everyone's already like... I thought you were going to do like prison escapes. How come you haven't talked about yeah. any of the classics? Like, you know, these are classics. Um, the great escape. <laughs> like I was going to say like great escape and Colin Luke and movies of that ilk, you know, back in the Cause day. Cause everybody movies, knows uh, them. Birdie and so on. And escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood and 
all this sort escape of shit. victory. Don't even like football and escape to victory is a fantastic film. <laughs> escape to victory. I don't think I know that, Chris. Escape to victory. I don't think I know Wait, it. Uh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> this isn't this isn't like you were doing rumors before, is it? Where you haven't have yet. You haven't. It's not like that. Both times have not been a ruse. I don't lie. Uh, right. Escape to victory. So for those that don't know as well. The, like me. I don't know. I don't know why Wade so, finds this so funny. He's like laughing his ass so, off. So escape to victory. It's basically ally, uh, POW camp. Um, uh, all, the, all the allies in there. You've got Michael Caine. You've got randomly in there Sylvester Stallone for some bizarre reason. Hey, oh, hey, wow. hey, Dawn next to Lone and that he's brilliant. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. He's very he's a very <laughs> obvious for that film though. He's very he's kind of like sandwiched in. It's like somebody owed him a favour. Yeah, so but in all, kind of like, in, in all fairness, it was before he was doing these big action films. Yeah, yeah. You've got probably the best character in it. The is it the camp commandant, Max Monsido? Max Monsido, yeah. Yeah, he's he's amazing in it. He's so basically they come up with this idea as a propaganda tool. That what they'll do is they'll host a football match in France between the best of Germany's talent versus because they've got a lot of like professional footballers that are because obviously at the time they all got drafted. So they say, right, we've got a lot of these professional footballers from all over the world. Mm. We'll pit them in. It's basically Germany versus the rest of the world. And the idea is that it's rigged so that whatever happens, the Allied team cannot win. Um, so they come up with this plan where what they're going to do is they're going to use this football match to break this allied football team out and get them to escape. And the whole crux of it is this halfway through, they're meant to escape at half time, but because the Germans are cheating, they sort of down and they're just like, oh, we don't want to go yet. We, we can win this. We can do this. And it's honestly, it's, I don't even like football, but it's a film that I get really into because a lot of the cast in it as well are professional footballers. I think, it's, I think like Jeff Hurst's one of them, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah there was a couple of the ones I think from the World Cup '66. Yeah, Pele, like Pele is one of them. Does this like super like I'll not spoil the ending, but it, honestly, it's a brilliant. Even if you don't like football, it's a brilliant film. It's well, Escape to Victory with a football. If it's match, called Escape it's, to Victory, I assume that they escape. Well, for those viewers who have not yet seen it, including yourself, Hank, I would advise <laughs> I would advise watch it. But that's a that's but I said the, the one that steals it for the film is Max von Sydow. He just act, yeah, he's fantastic in that. Oh, he's a tremendous actor. I mean, don't forget you've got, you've got you've got the stupid Michael Caine in it. Michael he's Caine. Pre- he's he's pretty good. He's just like I say, Sylvester Stallone's the one that gets me. Like there's a, they just kind of they try and make him like the action man in it when it's not actually an action film. When he, because the one of them's taking a penalty against him, so to psych him out, he just walks right up to him and just stares him right in the face. And it's like, looks like he's just kind of throw a punch at him, but it's like, you would never do that. It's just, well, yeah. let's, let's be fair though. How can you turn anything that's got soccer as a story proponent into an action movie? It's the most boring sport that ever got sported in the history of sporting. Well, do you know why they used to play it with a severed, you know why they used to play it with a severed head to try and add some fucking life to the game? But the, the best of it was how they actually got Sylvester Sloan to go in goal. How's that? Do you remember that one, Chris? I'm trying to remember. It's because um, because he was not the original goalkeeper. No, they broke his arm, didn't they? They broke his arm on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. They put his. Oh, it's quite. It's quite. You don't want to see it happen, but you hear it, and Just, you kind of go, "Ooh, 
Yeah, the lip, he put his arm up and stand on it. Yeah, but there was between two slats on a bed and kick it. Yeah, there wasn't a skill to victory too. I it's seen where, that. Well, yeah, it's where they all went out in the centre of the pitch, lined up, but the Germans knew what they were doing, so shot them all. Now, Jordan, by the way. I was going to say, no. please tell me this is a comedy. <laughs> Escape to Victory 2, still kicking. The only problem is, I think Escape to Victory, I think they tried to make Sylvester Stallone, they tried to make him like Steve McQueen. So they wait, wait, wait. I figured it out. I figured it out, Chris. I've guessed it. I've guessed the ending. So my, Michael Caine <laughs> kicks the ball, but it goes over the fence. And so he's like, odd. Oh, you mind if I pop out and grab that? And everyone's like, yeah, sure. And then he goes out to get the ball, but then just keeps running on. And they're like, he's walked right past the ball. What Looks a fucking wanker. The the yeah, what a wanker. And they go, wait a second. He's making a run for it. And then he's by that he's gone. That's and he it. Escaped. Solved it. Two yeah, victory. he escaped. Hey. And everyone else was like, wish we'd thought of that. <laughs> and then they all get shot <laughs> into the hole with all of you. Yeah, I have not seen that movie, but, you know, uh, going back to soccer briefly for Chris was like, you'll get some comments. No, I won't. No one gives a fuck. Uh, soccer is just one of those games. You ever watch The Simpsons where they had the episode where they have the commercial for the Brazilian soccer team is coming to America and it's really exciting. And the whole family's like, yes, we've got to go. And the game begins and you hear Ken Brockman. He's like, and the game begins. Halfback passes to center, passes to halfback, back to center. <laughs> yeah, he's holding, <laughs> holding. <sighs> holding and then it cuts to the Brazilian commentator he's like halfback to center center to halfback halfback holds 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 this yeah, the, is what it is me watching soccer to a British person the best one was Monty Python's take on it when what it was, was Monty Python's take on it <laughs> when it was the, incontin <laughs> the incontinent football match oh and my god just to do a better score he said he's run off to the toilet instead <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was hilarious Hey, you see, Monty Python's a great example of the escapism we need these days. Like Mr. Show, Kids in the Hall, Monty Python, Chappelle Show. There's nothing good and free like that anymore as an escape on TV. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, when's the last time you watched a show completely took you away from reality for half an hour and you just laughed? Oh, where yeah. It didn't have anything political. It had nothing modern. It wasn't just satirical. And it was all like, you know, huh, isn't Trump fucking hilarious? What a douche. It, you know, it's actual comedy based on, you know, ridiculous circumstance and fun and just being fun and getting away from life and laughing about it without any care of people getting offended by, I don't know, making jokes at the expense what? of everything. There was, there was a funny film set around a prison. Yeah. And it, it was quite funny as well, I'll be honest. Hogan's Heroes? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Shadow Green Mile was pretty funny. Uh, no, the Green Mile was hilarious. I love the Green Mile, man. That's a great movie. Big Stan. Oh, with um Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Is in prison? I actually thought that was really, really funny. I'd be honest, it was um uh, the Kung Fu guy. How oh, was he called? He was out of Kill Bill. Kung Fu guy. Uh, David Carradine. David Carradine. Yeah. Um, he was training um, Rob Schneider because Rob Schneider knew he was going to go to jail uh, for tax evasion or something like that. But he was petrified because he thought he was just going to be basically everybody's fuck buddy, basically. Oh, so, so 
it's he, kind of like the Will Ferrell movie, Get Hard. Yes, yes. Right. Oh, come on, this is like a tiny, weedy little guy. He's going to do, <laughs> but at the same time, it makes it makes you think that he's actually shagging his wife all the way through, but he's not. Uh, it's honestly, you've got to watch it. It's just so funny. Well, you know what? I know a lot of people don't like Rob Schneider, but you won me over him. because Get Hard must be a worse movie. It had Kevin Hart in it. Yeah, I, I so didn't, instantly, Big Big Stand must be a better movie. Because it does not have Kevin Hart, therefore it passes my first test of if a movie's good, which is <laughs> is Kevin Hart in it. Yeah, I get that's that. like my first fucking test. Oh, they made a sequel to Jumanji. I'm really excited. Let's just check the checklist. Number one is Kevin Hart in it. Oh, bummer. Let's check the second bit of the list. Is the Rock in it? Oh, fuck. Oh. Let's check the third one. Is Jack Black in it? Oh, I'm done. Three strikes in your out, Jumanji. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, just looking this up, I didn't actually realize, but he actually directed as well. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that he did directing. No, me for, neither. Like, his, that... his show, Rob. Yeah, me neither. So there you go. So um, going back to Prison Escapes and particularly the sci-fi Prison Escapes. Again, another movie I grew up with. I know you're a big fan of it, Wayne. I'm sure you've seen it, Chris. Fortress with Christopher Lambert. Shame mm-hmm. about the follow-up. Let's not talk about the follow-ups, okay? Horror and sci-fi is littered with bad sequels. Let's not even discuss that, okay? When a good horror or sci-fi sequel comes out, it's the exception to the rule, not the rule. Let's be fair. But again, I think that's why there was. We talked about this a lot, Wayne. Where in the '80s, they deliberately made sequels that were like comedies. Yeah. So they yeah. were different, you know, like Waxworks 2 is a whole different movie to Waxworks 1. Gremlins 2 is a whole different movie to Gremlins 1. And I think you had to do that because you run the risk of treading the same ground with lesser actors or just the retreading the same concept over and over again. But again, I think Fortress was another one of those where kind of the bad guys stole it. I don't know about that because Christopher Lambert, I think, uh, actually comes Lambert off was, as a badass in it. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's a badass, but come on, Kurtwood Smith is the bad guy. Oh, Kurtwood Smith. But you see, I was going to say, I think Kurtwood Smith, this movie was many ways ahead of its time. Uh, do you you see this, right, Chris? Time. Have you? Uh, yeah, God, like 20 years ago. Uh, that's, uh, all I remember is Christopher Lambert. It's his wife, isn't it? Yeah, is basically, they've passed, they've, they've passed a one-child law in America for overpopulation. So his wife is pregnant, so they're trying to get to Canada so they can have the baby, and they get caught, and she's now being forced to have the baby in prison while he's in a maximum security fortress. Unbeknownst to him, she's there too, taking care of Kurtwood Smith because he actually wants the baby. He wants to have the baby for himself. Now, one of the ways that this I thought was ahead of his time was not just that concept, but also that he's effectively plugged into the system as part machine, and it's all run by like the AI, and there is no actual humans in charge of it technically. I am right about that, right? Wait, yes, I'm sure he's yeah. all getting connected to the biological shit. And he's linked up with the computers, and yeah, I uh, thought no, that was way ahead I, of his time. I, I, I don't know if he's actually connected, connected to it. He he, he built it and everything, I think, but I can't remember. All was, right, because I know they have to disconnect him from it and get him drunk yes, to hide. It, yes, the, the yeah, it, he's that involved and inundated with it, but I don't know if that's just because it's keeping him sedated or what. I'm, I can't remember now. I'd have to. We go through that. I'm, I'm sure it was that he could actually see the security cameras through his yes, eyes. Yes, he or can. Yes, he's connected. He, yeah. So, 
because let, let's face it again, one of our favorite actors gets one of the best lines in it, Jeffrey Coons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Jeffrey Coons is good in it, man. Real good. Who's DJ in, in the film? And there's, there's a line in it where uh, the Christopher Lambert's asking about these intestine, testing the, the device things. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, it's like TNT on PMS. And I just love that line <laughs> in that film. Similar to wedlock, Fortress has the concept they've all swallowed the they've all had these little uh ball bearings put inside their bellies that can cause um what is what do they call it in the movie again? Intestinization? Intestinators or something. Yeah. And basically it can it can give you a shock and hurt you and make you feel sick and queasy to to stop you from being bad. But if you try to escape or or really break the rules, that just explodes and blows your intestines out all over the place. Um, to kill you so no one can really escape is the concept and they have to figure out a way to get these things out of their bodies to actually even plan an escape it's it's an awesome uh sci-fi prison break movie i love fortress but again yeah, some of the effects are kind of shit now <laughs> they haven't aged not, well do you not think they are like all these wedlock things that stem from the running man well because yeah that, right, that, that was the ori- that was the original mm. prison break head explosion Stuff well, like yeah, that, that. oncology meant, yeah, it, it's that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. isn't it, they're actually, instead of the prison system they're put in there, aren't they? That's what the kind of the... Don't they contract him from a, don't they contract him from a prison work camp where from he's like breaking rocks? De- it's the Justice Department, yes. isn't it? Send them there. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, yeah. yeah. These criminals will have a chance to get their freedom, but they've got to do it by facing off against the players. That kind of thing. No, 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 no. Am I right about that? No, no, no. I'm sure, it is. That. No, no. Yeah, no. he wins freedom if yeah, he wins. Yeah, because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're free. Yeah. Will you just let me talk for fuck's sake? <laughs> Jesus Christ, the pennies are as bad as each other. No, what happens nah. is at the, at the beginning they all escape <laughs> from the prison, and yeah. then he gets caught afterwards, and then that's when he's given the ultimatum. To do the game show. Actually, you're right. That's right. Because he hides in the airport and someone spots yes. him and he's running to the runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that he just yeah. grabbed him from prison. He no. gets that as a whole separate thing. You're right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And it's because he's all over the news. They think it'd be good to use him. Exactly. He, That's Killian, right. Killian yeah. the, the main game show host, thinks he's me next man to have on. Killian, you're fired. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Your Schwarzenegger impression is just, it's everything. <laughs> everything, you've ever everything that's wrong with the world, by chance. <laughs> Fuck your freedom. If we are that is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> we are masked. Fuck your freedom. Here's what I'm going to throw to you then. It's not <laughs> typically where you class as a prison escape movie, but it is an escape movie, not a sci-fi. Yeah, that's fine. And I'll... I want to see who gets it first, and I'll just read it. I'll just tell you the cast list. So we'll do it as an experiment. We'll just do the cast list and see who puts on with first. So I'll start with Christopher Lloyd. Mm. No? Danny DeVito. Drink. Oh. Danny DeVito. Mash. Hold on. Christopher Lloyd. Mash, that's TV show, sorry. Danny DeVito. Well, they did make a movie of Mash as well. Don't Um, think of it as prison. Think of it as escape. Think of it as escape, not prison. Isn't this the one where they're in the mental asylum? One blue uh, no. cuckoo's nest. Mm. No, you were thinking the same as me, weren't you, dude? Dream Team. I was thinking more well, like that, Dream Team, yeah. That was Michael Keaton. Ah, uh, no. Because that's is... where, until he said down the beat, well, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> See, one blue if... cuckoo's nest. 
Oh, if you see, if you're talking about that, I wouldn't have got it until you said Brad Dury for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, exactly. I would have been yeah, exactly the same. Brad I'll be honest. Be one. I do not remember Danny DeVito being in that. I do not remember Danny DeVito being in that neither. Do you know? Yeah. Nah, it's brilliant, it is. I mean, but then again, it's a phenomenal movie. It is, but I've not watched it since I was like 10. But technically, I mean, technically, yes, it's not a prison escape, but I would still class it as an escape movie because oh, yeah. that's what he's trying to do, isn't he? He's trying to get out of him and the chief, as he calls him, out of, um, I can't remember his bloody name, now out of Poltergeist. Mm. Um, what's he called again? I'm just I'm oh. just looking it up for you. Your mind's gone blank. But yeah, who, who was in the who was in the Poltergeist? The the Indian fella. Oh, all oh, right, okay, I'm with you. Oh, the all right, yes, the one who doesn't uh, talk Samson. all the way through the film. That's it. Yeah, Will Samson. Um, like that's a tremendous film, and if you like, if you're looking at escape movies, that that has to be included on that on that list. Oh, it's a, which, it's an amazing movie. Um, do you know what gets me though? How many people haven't seen it? I, so many it feels like, it feels like one of those movies it. that is told by people, you have to see this. It feels like one of those ones where you're told, if you like movies, you must watch this one. So I, I find it some problem. But then again, I tried to get Danielle to watch it again. She found it boring, so she didn't watch it. But, I, you know, she's modern. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to excuse her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what blows me away the most, absolute most, about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, it was Brad Dereef's first ever movie. Yes, I know. And I'm just going to double check to make sure I'm right about this, but I believe he got best actor, I think best supporting support, actor. Yeah, I was, was just going to say, I think it was supporting mm-hmm. actor. Nominated for an Academy Award for his first ever film. And yet, almost within, what, what was it, 75? Mm-hmm. Within the next 10 years, he was relegated to B-movies and, you know, effectively horror and bullshit. And it's like, I mean, not all horror is bullshit, but he did a lot of bullshit movies. Well, he was in another good um, prison kind of for them. Just to say real quick, and yet he's such an incredible good actor. How did no one ever pay attention to just how good he's been all his career? Well, that's the reason reason I was being loved for, because it was was his his acting in this one, what was brilliant. But again, it's we've mentioned on a few other films, but um, that was uh, Common Bonds, Chain Dance. Yep. Same, um, where he plays somebody with cerebral palsy and he was just absolutely phenomenal in it. it how this guy just hasn't become massive, I've got no mm. idea. Well, even it's Alien Resurrection, he's fantastic in that. See, I think he was just, unfortunately, very unfortunately, he was just typecast very quickly uh, for some reason into lesser known roles. Uh, because, again, starting as he was in One Flew of the Cooker's Nest, Dude, that should have took him like that. That that should have been like his break into being a leading man right off the bat. So how it wasn't is quite unbelievable to me. Um, but yeah, every role he's ever done, he's been amazing. And he was mm-hmm. fantastic as a character in Deadwood. He was fantastic. Even in Lord of the Rings, he had a very small role, mm-hmm. but he was fucking great at it. Well, look at him in the Urban Legend at the beginning. He's only at the beginning, but his character was absolutely brilliant. His performance, yeah. sorry, I mean, was absolutely brilliant. Because it made you think he was the bad guy, and yet he wasn't. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> if you're going to go back to the old kind of films, I mean, you, you could look no further than things like Escape from Alcatraz or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, Stir Crazy. Oh, Stir Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Am I right in thinking that Stir Crazy is uh, one of the Gene uh, Wilder and... Fries. 
Gene Wilder, Richard yeah, Pryor. Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor. Yeah. 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 God, every movie they did together was so perfect. He's you know, they never one. got along. Yeah, I know that. But he's, he's just one, one of those things. He's the one for you. Do you know who directed that? Uh, Stir Crazy. Yeah. Because I didn't uh, realize. I would have guessed it was probably that. Mel Brooks, but I don't know. Sydney Poitier. Wow. That's exactly. actually pretty amazing. <laughs> exactly. That almost feels like shit. Was he slumming it that week? <laughs> again, again, a Fuck, guy that's I didn't, so even, cool. didn't even know that guy directed. Mm. Wow. That's I'm actually s- really surprised me. I'm saying that but, because of that, I've just looked it up. Do you know what the last film he directed was? What's that? Ghost Dad. Oh, I love Ghost Dad. As yeah, well. exactly. Exactly. And that was the last. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying specify. that, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing from the name of it, it's it's fairly obvious that it's a dad who is a ghost. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it boils around. But you're not allowed to like it anymore because it stars Fuck Bill off. Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I still know, like the film. Um, I might not like what he did, but I still like the film. Well, what he theoretically did, because he's never been actually... Yes, exactly. Um, and he's now out. And he's now out, yeah. It was uh, not technically ever proven, but... I mean, God. Well, he's out like now, the, isn't he? That's what I've just said, Chris. We go yeah. come back to the party. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I tuned out. Now, I'll, I'll, I, got, you I, got, know. I got in so much trouble for that when I put on Facebook during the, during the Euro finals. Oddly enough, the only thing actually coming home is Bill Cosby. I so remember that. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Ouch. So many people liked it. So many people didn't. <laughs> it was quite divisive. There you go. Do you want anyway. another classic one which nobody else will know apart from me and you, Hank? Uh, okay, because I'm going to bring up a classic that everyone should know right after you. If I was to say, I think it was, let's let's get the right name here, Stephen Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas yet? Just off Stephen Baldwin? Yeah. Um, and Prisoner Breaks? I'm thinking. When I give you the sidekick, you'll know it, I would imagine. Because okay. we've we've spoken about this a few times. Larry Fishburne. Oh God, Fled? Fled! Fucking hell. <laughs> now that is a rare movie. Isn't it just Fuck me? I remember when that was coming out. Uh it was coming, what was it, like 94 or something? 90, yeah, mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and being so excited for it. And then it came out and it just like disappeared instantly. No one ever fucking watched it. I actually got a copy on DVD. I love that movie. 96. 96. It has a really good soundtrack as well. Yeah. See, I the, confuse all the Baldwins. That's why I had to have Lawrence wow, Fishburne. I didn't I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I have Baldwin racism. I'll tell you who I have. Baldwin, Baldwin face blindness. I, I, don't, I, I don't know which one is which. I'll I tell you, he's the youngest one. <laughs> he's the youngest one. I'll tell you who I forgot was in it, though. Just looking at this. It's Sam Hayek. Oh, she would have been pretty young in it then, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, it was it was from the Sultani, we won it. 97. What a fucking movie that is. That's Will Patton. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Oh, dude, if you haven't seen Fred, honestly, it's, 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 you'll, it's one of your last good kind of good guy, bad guy, buddy, buddy escape films from like, you know, an 80s, 90s kind of thing. Is it like Tango and Cash? Kind of, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because you could call that an escape movie as well, really. Yeah, you fucking cunt. I was just about to say Tango and Cash. (laughs) 
because they both get arrested and they have to break <laughs> out by sliding right. down the zip line. You yeah. fucking piece of shit. Sorry. From the, <laughs> That's from, okay. <laughs> from, the chin, from the chin man himself, Robert Zidda. Now, here's the thing. If you had to list your absolute favorite prison break or, you know, escape from some kind of regime movie ever, and why, which would it be? And I'm going to start with Chris. So when I think when I say mine, everyone's going to go, that's not a prison break movie. And I'll remind you and you'll go, oh, yeah. So it depends. Um, if you want to go strictly prison break. I mean, you I'd can't. To, you don't have to. I'd have to go the classic escape to victory because I just think it, it, for me, it never ages. I just fucking love it. But if you will have to check it out. But if you're going, not escape to victory, sorry. Uh, great escape. Sorry. Ah, okay. Okay. Um. Just for the if theme song, go, isn't it? Boop, boop. I just love it. It's just Steve McQueen's effortless in it. He's fantastic. But if you were going to oh, go, yeah. if you're going to go regime kind of, which isn't really breaking out as such, there is a bit where she does have to escape. But, um, yeah. in fact, no. Do you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm not going to go down that road. I'll tell you what I'll do. Instead. Right. I'll just. Jesus Christ, make your mind. Are you the woman in disguising or what? Coming soon on Movie Madness (laughs) episode two, Chris reveals (laughs) his answer. Right, no. If you're gonna go right, battle royale. Get to the point. I want to go. I want to go something. No, not a lot of people will be familiar. Battle royale. Okay, yeah. Well, you don't think people be familiar with that these days? With people's absolute fascination with Asian cinema, and it's actually just come back on Netflix. Has it? Yeah. I'm I'm Amazon, what, Amazon I, one I, of the two. I still yeah. think there'd be a lot of people who don't know that movie. I, mean, I suppose it's a preamble to Hunger Games, kind of, really, isn't it? Ah, oh, well, I mean, I think that in many ways, Battle Royale inspired many, many yeah, things. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. yeah. Of course it did. That's an interesting answer. I, I, you know, it's nice when people don't just come up with a really obvious one. Like if you say, what's your favorite disaster movie? They go, Titanic. You know, what's your favorite Prison Break movie? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. You know, I like it when it's a bit more variety. What's your favorite? Um, sorry, Chris, I'm not. I'm not meaning to ignore you. What's your favorite and why, Wayne, of a Prison Break esque type thing? Well, we've named quite a few really, really. It can really, be what really, we've named really, if it's your favorite. No, 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 really, really good ones. But I've got another one on my list, which again, like you just said, people will probably think that's not a Prison Break. But actually, if you say the same movie, I will lose my. <laughs> Shit. I will yeah. actually lose my shit. I'm not kidding you. I highly doubt I've seen this film. I'm just gonna say the shit will be lost. Okay, oh I'm just gonna say. No, no, never. No, no, <laughs> He's like second guessing that book. Is it yeah, gonna be like, the same one? No, it can't be. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. And um, I swear to Christ, <laughs> if you're on the same page as me again. Because mine is just like you say, you, everyone will be like, "That's no proof." But actually, when when you when you read into it and everything, it is, and that's from the Sultan. Yeah, awesome. That's not the one I was going to say, <laughs> but yes, they do at the beginning. It is actually said that they've broken out of prison. Exactly, that's true. exactly, because the place hunt them down. Here's a little side before you tell the, your your reasons why that's your favorite. Because I'd like you to sell it to the audience for those. 17 people who are still too young to have seen it and need to go back and watch it um, before you sell it to them. There is a side movie that was originally meant to be a, a shared universe of Robert Rodriguez movies. And there's a little known movie called The Cleaner, where it's a woman cleaning up crime scenes. Yeah. And during a scene in that movie, she's watching TV and there's a news report that shows Quentin Tarantino and um, 
Oh God, I've forgotten oh, his name. Got George Clooney's name. George Clooney. That's right. <laughs> I know it's Seth and Richie Gecko, but I could never remember the actors. Um, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. And it says the Gecko brothers have escaped from jail. They're believed to be heading via this place, and it mentions elements of the lead up into Dust of Dawn, and then she turns the TV off because it was meant to all take place in the same universe. And then they just scrapped that fucking concept. Four Rooms also takes place in that universe and references, uh, I think, Pulp Fiction and Dust Till Dawn. Because mm-hmm. they were all going to be connected at one stage. And then they're very, now they're loosely connected. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Wayne, sell the audience why Dust Till Dawn is such a classic. Because it really fucking is, guys. You oh, should check geez. it out. If you've not seen it, amazing. Not the well, TV show, but the movie. For lots of different reasons, but two in particular. And that is E. It's definitely one of those where you root for the bad guys. Oh, yeah. You know, these are the worst bad guys you'll ever see, but you're going to love these bad guys at the same time. But two, it gives you two totally, two totally different films in one film. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works. Normally yeah. it wouldn't work, but this actually works. For the first hour, you're watching this, this really, you know, prison break film where they're trying to survive and all this pretty stuff. crime drama this, kind of thing yeah get the yeah. safety from the police and everything and then the second film is a horror and yeah it just works so well together but the performances from i think nearly everybody in that film especially is it cheech marin cheech marin oh my yeah. god yeah. pussy yeah. for oh. a penny black pussy white pussy <laughs> Apple pie. Apple pie. Yeah, exactly. Blonde his, pussy, brunette pussy. His performance in that was just absolutely phenomenal. For if anybody who knows him and seen him and other stuff, you would just be like amazed by his performance in that. But so many well done characters in that. It was just brilliant. Mm. And, and from an effects standpoint, oh, you must effects. have geeked out seeing oh, that movie with the amount of practical oh, effects, but, body parts, and, the, even the band playing body parts and instruments. Not, on, not only that, though, there was the legend effects guru himself in the goddamn film. Mm-hmm. Who was Tom also Savini. the TV series as well. Oh, he was on the show as well. He was in a couple of the episodes of the show as well. Now, you see, I never watched the show past the Do first you know episode. What, right? At the first episode, I watched and I was like, Ugh. but the more I watched it, I actually really enjoyed. There's some brilliant cameos from the likes of Jake Busey and like <clears> say, <throat> um oh who else was it? There was a, oh there's load honestly, there's a load of cameos from well-known actors. <coughs> and it, I may have brilliant. to check it out at some point. I really, really enjoyed it because it puts a whole new spin on what the vampires really are, where the origination of the um, snakes and everything like that. And well, I like that about the sequels. Uh, specifically mm-hmm. like Hangman's Daughter I thought I liked some of the stuff we're talking well, about it, the past it more goes back into that is like Danny Trejo in it Danny Trejo does he make a guest in the I can't remember in Dustle Dawn no he's in, the TV, in the TV series oh, you prick of course I know he's in the film <laughs> Jesus Christ I'm going you're going to give yourself a heart attack he's in all three yeah. films man that's one of my favorite lines in that entire fucking movie of Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I know what you're um, no, you'd be surprised. It's when he goes, um, your brother's not looking too good. He goes, well, that's a matter of opinion, biker. And I don't give a fuck about yours. Yeah. It's just the way yeah. he delivers the line yeah. is so awesome. And it when just, did it George Clooney stop being awesome and just be a pretty boy? Do you know what? That is the Everybody best be cool. ever done. Well, the you thing is, he cool. was a pretty boy before then. <laughs> and that was just a break of a cycle for him. God, because he was let's so face good it, in it. He was in the R as the, as the the pretty boy all the way through. 
Oh, and that then, makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that was his first real gritty film after leaving the yard. And I was thinking, wow, he's changed. He's changed his tune. He is a mean went, motherfucker in it, like isn't God. he? He is absolutely. Anybody you knew George Clooney like now or before then would never see him like this. He's phenomenal in it. Oh what, yeah. Was he, was he system? What uh, Harvey Keitel system? So what's your plan now? My plan is I'm going to have a lot of drinks. Finish this bottle, then go over there and best busted over his melon fucking head. Yeah, because I'm still stewing about putting his hand on me. Are you so you fucking stupid? Cool. You don't see you've already won. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Harvey Keitel was so good in that. Harvey Keitel was again another what one. In fact, the whole cast was perfect. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. The cat, the, everything about it was just perfect. Yeah. Just like what, and even just what's your name, Kate? Please meet you know, Kate. I'm sexy. You know what just really tops? tops <laughs> what really tops that film for me is where I actually first ever saw it. I was down in Devon. I was in a little place called Coombe Martin. Mm. And I went to this cinema and it was like the back of beyond. I felt like I was, has anybody ever seen Demons, the original Demons film? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it's in that old ramshackle uh, cinema. That's where I was sitting. I was sitting in that <laughs> goddamn cinema. I was waiting for things to come out. The world. Me and Cam was sitting watching. It was, it was, it was, um, I think it was coming up with Halloween as well. And we were waiting for stuff to come out the bloody walls. This, this like the speakers on the stage, like on the floor, stage floor. That's how old the cinema was. And we were like, what the hell are we letting ourselves in for? You didn't know nothing about the film. <laughs> I, did, I didn't actually do any research on the film at the time. Nothing. And for this first hour, I'm thinking, ah, it's not a film. This, it's, you know, it's not what I expect. And all of a sudden, burst into the vampire, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? This is freaking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant. I'll tell you what I've, I'll, uh, I'm going to spoil alert this one for people. I'll give you the spoiler alert warning to skip a minute ahead if you don't want to know. But at the end of that movie, I always like the idea that Juliet Lewis tries to go with him and he goes, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm a, I'm an asshole, but I'm not a fucking asshole. Yeah. And, and rebukes her. And the last shot is her by herself. Mm -hmm. And I always thought following her from that point, the journey she's been through in that movie, what it would have transformed her into. That could have followed on to a whole string of adventure movies. With well, her. they kind and of do that in the TV show. Ah, do they? Oh, that's yes. good to know. Yeah. Okay. I like to hear that. Ooh. Well, I'm going to say um, there are a lot of amazing movies that I really love that involve either Prison Breaks or that concept, movies like Death Warrant and Murder in the First. Well, that's the one I was going to bring. They love Death Warrant. Look hey, and uh, here's the one I bet not many people know, Perfect World with Kevin Costner. Perfect I actually really like yeah. that movie. Again, the ending of that was brilliant. Oh, get a fucking amazing ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like the Toy whole story built on that ending. Yeah, arguably Toy Story 3, <laughs> Con Air, Raising Arizona. <laughs> You know. Have you seen Have you seen the Perfect World, Chris? No. Oh, Costner. hey, oh. it's it's a good fucking flick, man. It is actually a really good fucking flick. It really I would is. Say. It was it was one of his unsung hero films. His, his last really good Kevin Costner movies. Wasn't long he... after the Robin Hood one, was it? No, no, it was like it was like ninety four, ninety five, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Well, even if you look um, at stuff like Cube, Cube's a fan, is a prison break movie. That's brilliant. Yeah. The I mean, cube except is that in they like, never really get away. But, I was going yeah. to say the cube is in like the horror of the cube. Yeah, the first one. The yeah, the very first one. Yeah. There's about the, four the, or five the of them. I think, if it's one, I think there's about four or five, isn't They've it? They've just the done a Japanese remake one. as well. Have they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the first one with, um, is it Andrew Miller? Where he's like, he's like mentally. Yeah, he's, he's, of, he's, he's yeah. got the autism. Yeah. He's yeah. like on the spectrum, isn't he? And they're yeah. trying to use him to get out. That's a fun, like that just as a film that come out of nowhere. 
It was a brilliant idea. The effects was, in that were really good. Yeah, for for an indie movie, it was well. excellent. It was really excellent. Even the um, budget was tiny because they just kept changing the lights behind the panels. That was like yeah. fucking genius. But talk <laughs> about simplicity. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive to do amazing effects sometimes. You can see that when you watch old Thunderbirds uh, shows and things like that. The, the, the shit they got away with just fucking with egg crates. Oh, God, yeah. You know, our old, Jap- our old Godzilla movies where, you know, all the things are on fire. It's just cigar smoke. You know what I mean? Just to do the mm. effects. Yeah, a lot of filmmaking used to be just ramshackle, figuring out as you go. That's one of the things I think we all miss is that that element of making up as you go, as opposed to it's cool, we'll fix it in post, get a computer on it. But so I think for what I think, Chris, you're wrong about your favorite. From what I know of you, I think you're wrong about your favorite Prison Break movie. Well, I was trying, like I said, I was trying to go for something that wasn't because it would it would be a uh, great escape, but I was I was just like, no, nah, I'm trying. I don't to think it that. is either. Go on then. I, I don't. That's true. I think knowing you the way I do, and I could be wrong. I think really your favorite Prison Break movie you don't class as a Prison Break movie. Oh, go on. I'm intrigued. I do like Lockout as well, but we've already mentioned that. I think your favorite would be Silence of the Lambs. Ah! <laughs> oh! Because oh. 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 who breaks out of prison in that? Oh, right at the end. I've just. Oh. Have, I, have I blown your mind? How did I not? How did I? Not How did you not think of that one? Oh my! You know what we said before this show? And I went, "You are my Jesus. You are my. You are my. You are my." I am gonna start the Church of Hank. You are you are like it's like family gather church of funds, you are my god. Like yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. Oh, how did I not even because you oh probably don't, my god. it's like one of those things. There's certain movies they have prison breaking as an element, but you don't consider it a prison exactly. break movie. Exactly. That's not the core point of it. But I mean, God, that opens up the Hannibal universe dramatically from that point forward. That he escapes with the guy's I'm face. Just, How I'm did just I thought... not? Oh, I am. You know, what, just... you, know what's really... you know what though? It just goes to show how well you know me because you are hundred percent right. I think that I might have figured. Thanks. No worries. You've got you figured out mine. I might have. Okay, I'll tell you what. Right, because again, you wouldn't necessarily think of this as a present. No, I know. Movie. I know because it's just I've just literally thought of it myself and thought, you know what? I shouldn't have maybe. No, from this on, this me feel, but that's a very close second. If on, you can guess Hanks. this. If you can guess this, Wayne, I will be blown away. But I, if, I, if, if anyone if can guess it, it's you. If it's not, it'll be right up there with one of them. Guardians nope. of the Galaxy. No, no. But that's a that's a very good shout because obviously they break free from the, the right. prison bit in the, in, the, yeah. in the middle of the movie. Yeah. That is a really good that's shout. That's how they all become really good friends, really, isn't it? Yeah. But my, I love in that movie as well how Rocket Raccoon's like, Get the guy's leg. <laughs> and when he gets to you, you actually got that? <laughs> Hilarious. Get the guy's eye. Really? Yeah, I love the, I love the yeah, fucking get rocket. Get the guy's right eye. I want his eye. You don't need his eye, but I want it. <laughs> Here is my for- favorite Prison Break movie that no one realizes is a Prison Break movie. Come on, then. Who's in it? Who's in it? Do you want me to tell you who's in it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have a think about who's not the leads, because that'll give it away instantly. Come on, then. All right, so it's got uh, Gina Gershon is in it. Dominique Swain is in it. Uh, John Carroll Lynch is in it. CCH Pounder is in it. 
This is not uh, what I'm thinking, is it? The one I've got on my list here. Keep going. Thomas Jane is in it. Danny Masterson is in it. Tommy Flanagan is in it. That's about it for everyone I can name that's not the leads. Because as soon as I name the leads, you're going to get it. Just give us that name. Hang on. Right. Okay, I'll give you one lead. And I know you'll get it instantly. John Travolta. Yeah. I know which one he's on. Have you got it, Wade? Yeah. Which one is it? I haven't. I'm going to take your face off. Face off. Yep. Face off is my favorite prison break movie of all time because oh, yeah, the, yeah, there is in the middle, isn't there? Yeah. 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 To, to sell that he's actually Castor Troy. He has to then break out of jail so that everyone believes that he actually got free of his own accord. and isn't obviously somehow been swapped by the, by the cops. It was the CCH pan one. What, what had us thinking a lot there. That's why mm-hmm. I was, I was tying with two or three, to be honest, that was one of them, but the fugitive was another. And there was another one I was thinking yep. of. Oh, yeah. Fugitive's a great movie as well. Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah. Uh, technically, never escapes from jail. He just escapes from a car. <laughs> but he's on his <laughs> but way he escapes to jail. From, he has his way to jail, so he does escape from authorities. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie, Face Off. Oh, Face Off is amazing. Like, I, to be fair to John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, they are amazing in that, how they flip between the two. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I still absolutely love it to this day. As a kid, I didn't get moments like the there's this great moment where during one of the big shootout sequences, it cuts to um, doves. A, John, uh, doves. There's always doves. <laughs> no, no, not the dove scene. It cuts to following the kid and he's got his headphones on because the mom knows that obviously it's about to break out into shit. Yeah. So she puts the headphones on him and it plays music from um, somewhere over the rainbow, isn't it? It's playing. It's it's either it's somewhere, somewhere in the rainbow. rainbow. I can't no, remember I don't, if it's. I don't think it was somewhere out of the rainbow, but I know it's uh, what you mean. I'm sure it's somewhere out of the rainbow. <laughs> Excuse me. It might be somewhere over the rainbow. Is it? Uh, if it's not, it's definitely it's definitely from an old Disney movie. Carnage all around him, all over. Yeah, that? and it's like slows down and and all that. Mo- and it, I have to look that up. as a I'm kid, sure I didn't really that. like understand how that made me feel. But as an adult, I see why impactful that sequence becomes and how cool it is. And I love it now. It's the, the, the scorting, you know, thing between music and imagery. I didn't get that as a creative choice as a kid. I was just like, that's weird. Cause I was a kid. Um, yeah. Somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. Um, oh, what a fucking moment. And even little bits like where they turn to each other. Well, you, you better, you know, get me first. And they're both looking at a mirror as they shoot each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on the nose as fuck, but yeah. it's awesome. Let's, well, that let's was John Lewis's best. Yeah. And that, still, that's when he was getting allowed to do what he wanted. Oh, yeah. And still, one of the lines I quote to this day, every fucking day, you know, Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> no, no, no. It's still one of my lines. It's when he's on the plane and he goes, let me rephrase that. If I were to let you suck, you suck my, tongue, my tongue, would you be grateful? <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrong. Oh, wow. I fucking love casting Troy, man. I really love when he comes in as uh, John Travolta and he first sees himself and obviously Nicolas Cage is like stunned and John Travolta is just like, oh, wait, look at you. Yeah. And he's just so happy to see himself. He's so over the top. I fucking love that character. Ah, oh, so great. Um, and they're talking about doing a sequel to it, and I have no idea how on earth they think that's going to work. Why would you do a sequel? 
especially so far later. And yeah. apparently it's going to be a whole new cast. I think it's, I think they're just trying to latch on with a similar concept to the name brand and face off. Cause you know, Oh yeah. Random movie from 97. And um, remake, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I fucking face off. Just one of those amazingly, Fun, fun, old school movies. But again, it was in goes, his heyday of John Woo being I was just awesome. going to say, but it goes back to what did we always say? 80s and 90s were the best era for them. Mm-hmm. But I actually... Fun, fun, you know, didn't have to make any sense of such films. They were just brilliant entertainment. But yeah, no. um, talking about Prison Break movies, um, I'll tell you one that I really wanted to like. What is the worst prison movie I've ever seen in my life? Alan. And I'll see if you can guess it. <laughs> in fact, I'm not even, you know what? Fuck it. It's too annoying. I'm not even going to make you guess it. No, no, it's, no, no. Make guess. Okay. I'll, I'll make you guess. Okay. Eddie Murphy. Life? Life. Yeah. That movie fucking infuriated me. It was the most terrible fucking prison movie I've ever seen. It was just painful to watch every album. Have you ever seen it, Chris? No, I've not seen that one. You've been lucky. It was a Martin Lawrence, that one. Martin Lawrence as well. Yeah. Right. Here's what's so painful about it, Chris. So these two guys get arrested. I'm fairly sure they're innocent in the movie. I'm I quite convinced were, yeah. they're both innocent. They and they get picked up effectively because they're black. That's like the whole concept about. of it is that, you know, oh, man, in the South, it was hard being a brother. And this is like, I'm sure it begins in like 1910 or something. Or 1920. Yeah. It's, it's very it's, early you know, it's days. It's 1900s, yeah. Yeah. And so they have to like break rocks and, and literally work in a chain gang. And they're, they're trying to have a camaraderie with each other. But life is very difficult. And they, they're always going to get out of there, man. They're going to get out of there together. And that's what's keeping them going. Long story short, I'm going to ruin the whole movie for you because you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> At the very end of the movie, after a couple of like little attempts to, to find their way out of there or find solace with the situation they're in, it cuts to them as old men still in jail. And they go, we finally getting out, brother. And they die. Fuck me, that's an upbeat ending, isn't it? What a fucking upbeat ending, right? Now, I'm expecting a fun Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, oh boy, let's have a good laugh movie. And they pull this shit on me. Jesus. <laughs> it was like, fuck me, yeah, man. You don't, you don't watch Eddie Murphy for the dramatic overtones, do you? You, you know what? I was, I was so confused when I opened the DVD and it came with a set of razor blades. <laughs> but it all made sense when I got to the end of the movie. I'm like, ah, oh, I see. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's what a fucking horrendously just, just unexpected. Hey, power to them for doing it in, in many ways. But God, they should have been much clearer with the marketing on that one. That was a twist of a movie, if I ever saw one, that really lulled you in the wrong kind of movie. Kick to the crotch visually. He's it's one. like, wait, 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 wait. Hey, guys, let's do this new movie that's great fun about growing up in school. There's no strife or problem at all. It's called American History X. It's all about the history of being in school in America. No big deal. Nothing bad's going to happen at all. The movie, American History X. And you watch it within the first five minutes, you're going, oh, my God, what is going on here? What was you say, Wayne? <laughs> I was just going to say, going back to classics, seems like you just totally done in the moment with life. It's like that really good bowling movie, Bowling for Columbine. When are they going to get to the bowling alley? 
I'm so sad. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So now we we're going to get the hate letters. Nah, yeah, we are. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> get the razor blades out for sure. Um, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we, we briefly mentioned um, Tango and Cash earlier on. Can oh, yeah. you think of another mm-hmm. classic with Sylvester Stallone? Well, I can think of one immediately, which that's a classic. Yeah, he said classic. And I would I would say this would be my second probably second favorite prison break movie. Don't get me wrong. Escape Plan, I actually thought it was all right, Shane, but the following two, but no, no, that's a classic. Oh no, I I can't remember. It's got Donald Sutherland. Is it Donald Sutherland that's in it with him? Could be. I can't remember the bloody name of it. It's in, the, it's in the title for the whole thing we're doing, really. <laughs> it's just Breakout, is that one? Is it not just Breakout? No, no, no. It's the other way. It's the opposite, it's the opposite of Breakout. I'll break. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's like fishing, isn't it? It's like Did you really just do that? Oh, God. Break away. Away, break. Away. Hey, Chris, you, you, you are, you t- are you talking about lockup? Lockup, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Chris. You just you top notch, brother. <laughs> I love it. Okay, oh the movie the movie's called something like Quiet um, Four Legged Animals. Fish out of water. <laughs> a, a place to be quiet. <laughs> Fighting Nemo. No, no, the I just, four, I just fluffy animals <laughs> no, in a I field. Just, you share them. Ah, oh, goat, goat story. No, Black no, sheep. No, no, no. It's better. With this. It was the breakout. It's the opposite of breakout. Outbreak. Oh, That's break. what got me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, breaking. Oh God. Well, this is oh. That's what it is. It's that. <laughs> oh, Chris, honestly. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, lock up. Yeah, good flick. <laughs> <laughs> Stallone's death lord. Good flick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> so Chris, obvious, brother, you are a hybrid. Up? So, what would the opposite lock up be? Then? Up lock. Lockdown. <laughs> Unlocked down. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I'll I'll say real quick talking about Stallone. I nearly I nearly jumped in to tell you what I thought you were talking about, Wayne. But then it occurs to me because I would say it'd be like second, probably second favorite Prison Break movie ever. But it's not a Prison Break, really. It is, Ooh. but it's not. Which one? In the sense that Demolition Man. Demolition Man, Demoli- because it's not a Prison it's Break a, when they're allowed it, out. It's on my list. But it's a prison break technically because they, yeah, they facilitate the system before. Uh, hadn't he already had he not already brought out of prison right at the beginning? Um, yeah, because because um, is it John? Is it John Matrix? What's his name in that? It's not Matrix. No, John Matrix it's, is Commando. That's isn't Commando. It? Yeah, it yeah. is John. Back it's. John Spartan. John Spartan. John Spartan. That's oh, how fucking on the nose. Be, be well, John, John Spartan. Spartan. Yeah, he, he uh, had put him away, and that's why he was taking it so personal to put him back in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this time you're coming with me, Johnny. Whoa. 
because of all the yeah. dead the dead dudes that they couldn't yeah, somehow I'll tell would have been shot beforehand or whatever. I can't watch that film now because right. it just does my head in where they've dubbed it from um, Taco Bell to Pizza Hut. And you're watching the wrong one? Yeah, you got to watch the American one then. Uh, it's never well. There's always that one. The show on the telly when it's on. That's why you fucking film buy DVD. Copy my Plex. Watch my Plex. Chris, you're not very good at this. <laughs> the other day, I was in, I was in there. I'm not logged into that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the rare times, wasn't it? Jumping Jack that's, Flash. But that's only because Patrick Swayze jumped inside of that. To act. That's the only reason it made you think so. Oh, never, say, never say those Kinky. words again. Yeah, King. It's dead. It's all right. He's dead. He can't. He's dead. He can't come back and get us. Oh, oh shit! Will you stop sending me thunder, you fucking little prick? Stop making obvious jokes. And I Honestly. Honestly. Listen, you two, calm down. <laughs> no, take because your, I take your riddling, fellas. I want people to put the comprehension again, saying I'm being nasty, because that's what happened last time. I'm just trying to rekindle the. Oh, yeah. Do you know, Chris, that we actually received <laughs> feedback on a previous episode saying really enjoying the show. But um, how come Wayne Thompson's always picking on what I assume is his little brother, Chris Reed? <laughs> <laughs> I, get, you know I get really offended that he keeps picking on that guy. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I'll explain to all of our listeners now. It's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid. And you fancy the girl in the playground, so you pull her hair. That's what Wayne has with me. Technically, he has an unspoken love for me. The only way he can deal with it in his own head is to believe me. It's like, it's the equivalent of running up, kicking me, and then shitting and going, my mate fancies you. Ah, in all fairness, in all how, fairness how he deals with it. it's not my fault that you keep putting on the wolf costume. Well, you love it, man. There you go. You love it, Speaking of for those escapes, of you that for those of you that don't know, that's not just some <laughs> random kinky shit that we do. Um, like a horror. I like the way you're the one that's trying to worm out of this now. You're the one who started this something now. You're trying to worm back out of it. Yeah, because I told you. I know that I told you, and the feelings only work one way. I can't. I respect you. Well, we like know that. they are because you're the one who brought it all no, up. No. So there you go. Not in that way. Not in that way. You know, we're talking about prison movies. Love not being me, imprisoned. love me, please, Wayne. Love me, Wolf. Thank you, Hank. Me. Thank you, Hank. You're welcome. See you, like big brother. I never fucking wanted. So that's Thanks. what he is. <laughs> On that note, I feel like we should escape from this episode at this stage. Let's, <laughs> let's jettison the fucking episode and get out of here. If you want to escape this episode, and I mentioned the next one. Oh, bring it, it on, son. Because you eat it with a passion. Death this. Do you know what? I was just thinking about I love the original, the original yeah, Death Race. Yeah. I don't like the remake. That's it. I don't like the remake. Which one? Because it was for them. Any of the remakes. (laughs) Anything that came out without... I wouldn't know. Isn't it Jason Statham in one of them? Yeah, I know he was. Jason Statham's in the first one, but then they did another one, which I'm sure was Luke Goss. Luke fucking Goss. I'm sure it was, because that was the one... Because Jason Statham replaces Frankenstein in it, doesn't he? Because he dies. I'm I'm sure Luke Goss is the guy that he replaces. I'm just going to say, Luke Goss is a great example of how directors can bring the most out of an actor because oh, I God, saw yeah. him in Hellboy 2 and he was mesmerizing. He was fucking mesmerizing and Blade 2, sure. It's the same director, though, Same it? director. And then I saw him in anything else and I thought, wow, this guy's just a butthole. He you can't act to save his fucking him. life. 
Oh yeah, I could I could only imagine the reason you had to walk off that set was because he was so boring to be around. He just loves himself. In fairness, yeah. if I had done Prince Nuato, I'd probably love myself meaninglessly as well. Because that was that was the breakout role for me. I that I liked them in. Mm. But God, breakout I've movie never seen do anything good again. If you want to do a prison break movie that doesn't really fit the mold, shape of water. That is a great actually yeah. a really yeah. great point. And I would I would have to put that in my top five now, because that's a good point. That is more or less a prison break. Because it, it is, prison. isn't it? They break they break him out, yeah. But man, what a fucking flick. Oh, I love that movie. What about Law Biden Citizen? Still never seen that, you know. I know you no. and Jim talk about it a lot, but I've still not seen it. I didn't watch it for a long time. When I eventually watched it, I actually enjoyed it. It's quite a good film. Mm. But he, he's another one. What I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen it because it's not really been advertised at all. It kind of fell under the radar. Get the Gringo. That is not that. called that in America. Well, what's it called in America? My Summer Vacation. With Mel Gibson? Yes, Mel Gibson. Really? I'll double check it, but I'm fairly sure I know that is My Summer Vacation because I remember seeing it in England and going, what the fuck is Get the Gringo? Um, I am quite convinced it's called. Uh, I Get the Gringo from like 2012. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Mm. I need to find like a Wikipedia page on this motherfucker. Get the Gringo, IMDb. Should be an alternate. That's what I'm not far for, Nick, here. Oh, sorry, how I spent my summer vacation. That's what it was, how I spent my summer That's what I saw it as when I saw it. Yeah, and then now it's, like, hard to find it called that because they just changed the name everywhere. It's the same as um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow when it came out on VHS and in other countries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, VHS. When it came out on home media, they changed it to Live, Die, Repeat, and now it's yeah. called Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's I like a retrospective. I, although I still say the original title for that movie is still the best and it should be used, and it's amazing because that's based off a Japanese uh, manga, and the original title was All You Need Is Kill. <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> the <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesomest fucking title ever. I'm sorry. Tom Cruise in All You Need Is Kill. How cool would that have been? Love him. (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, guys, I'm thinking we should wrap this one up unless Wayne's got another thing. Just for you, before we go. Okay. 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 Howdy. I'm going to separate your head from your shoulders. Hope you don't mind, Don. God! That's the quote from the Dark Dawn's phone. <laughs> Dude, that fucking quote haunts my dreams, okay? Because I hear it every day over and over and over again. And the funniest thing is, it took me like a month to figure out what the quote was from. Yeah. I was, it was like every time I heard it, I'd go, fuck, I know that. I know that. Why do I know that? You know, and then eventually I realized. It put you because you hear him hit the glass first. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an evil thing to have on your phone, but it's much better than when you had Godzilla. You'd be literally just chilling, talking to people, having a meeting, <laughs> just hanging out, or him and his wife would be having like a real intimate moment over like a candlelit dinner, and you just get, yeah, oh, yeah. I got a text. 
Yeah, but what was best was when when you went in oh. that part. When you went in that part, and there's some Chinese people with a gun, your kids are saying, "Can I text you? Can I text you?" I'm thinking, what do you want to text? It's fine. You look up and think, "No, you cannot text me, kids." <laughs> I was gonna say, how cool was it when we saw Godzilla? And you never see Godzilla, but your phone was screaming <laughs> Godzilla and getting everyone in the audience excited more than the movie. That yeah. was what was good. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Anyway, guys, I've had a really fun time talking with you. I know we went off a little bit on Predators there, but I still want to see Vietnam Predator. Be it, uh, Predator 1968. That's going to be an amazing movie. We should do that. That's um, the fun thing we need to do. <laughs> exactly. We'll do it at the Winter Gardens. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> that just, you know what? just blow it up. I'm just going to say real quick, there's a place in England I've always wanted to film a fucking movie because I think it'd be amazing. And the fact that they don't have it as a film set blows my mind. Project Eden down south. Do you guys know what that is? I do, yes. Mm. You know it, Chris? Yeah, it's the little bubble kind of thing, isn't it? They all got locked into. Yeah, it's a massive bubble yeah. full of basically a tropical rainforest. And, and that, they all fell out. They all is, fell out within about within a few months of moving If in. you remember, though, didn't they make a film failed. like that, though? A biodome? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Holy yeah, that's, that's why I've always wanted to do a movie down there, because I remember walking through it, and I was like, God, it feels like I'm back in Florida, except there's no bugs eating me. Yeah. And... And the and there's no jack in the uh, sorry there's no checkers outside, but yeah, beautiful place, Project Eden. It's a wonderful day out. Um, if anyone doesn't know it, if you like going around and checking out exotic locales from around the world in the middle of a random building in England, which is the weirdest fucking thing ever. It's quite quite a weird situation, but it's a very very cool place. Um, anyway. I've had a lot of fun talking with you guys today. Uh, if you if you guys have enjoyed this and you'd like to talk about anything, or if we miss any major ones, or you're mad that we didn't, you know, wax lyrical over the classic heydays of things like Escape from Alcatraz and so on and whatnot, you can always get in touch with us at our website at deadrealfilms.com forward slash movie madness. You can always email us at movie madness at deadrealfilms.com. You can also find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and all that other jazz. Um, if you want to uh, speculate on new episodes or what you'd like to get involved with the show. Just get in touch with us. We always love to hear from you guys. In the meantime, I'd like to thank Chris Reed and Wayne Thompson for joining me today. I've been your host, Henry Thompson. Guys, I hope you have a great night. Keep watching those good movies, everyone. Bye. Bye, Take guys. Care. Yeah, bye.